Welcome to the F-Cube Podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. Hey, I'm Jacob. And I'm George. Today is April 1st, 2020. And welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. Um, This is, I think, episode five or four. I think it's four. Four. Episode four. Uh, Feels like a lot, but uh, we're loving it and doing it, and this is kind of a a dream come true for us. So Absolutely. So uh, this week, uh, I called George up early on in the week. I was talking to him about like... What is that noise? Um... Just about some things that I've been thinking of, and because of all the issues that are going on in the world right now, um, just kind of talking about burning the ships. And so we started talking about that, and uh, I don't know if you got something for us, George, but uh, that's kind of what we're going to dive into is just burning your ships, and I can kind of explain it more, and I'll let George talk a little bit, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I had was... um, talking a little bit about it i looked it up and like what does it mean burning the ships and i know you had because you brought it up so (laughs) um you want to start with that just like where where the term comes from yeah so um back in the day of like sailing and stuff like that uh when people would be either trying to conquer land or uh go into a new territory um what they would do is they'd burn their ships. They'd literally burn them down and be like, hey, guys, we're going to hold our ground and stay here. And so I feel like with how much fear and uncertainty, that that's basically what we got to do with our faith, is that we got to burn our ships and really just burn this thing down and just trust God and in what we're doing kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And when I was looking it up, it was talking about, um, a specific Spanish conti- conquistador that when he um, brought his men to basically conquer Mexico, yeah. um, he's, we're going to burn our ships. And his sailors were fighting against him. They didn't want to do it because the ship meant comfort. The ship meant they can go back home. Yeah. And he was like, no, this is where we're staying. We're going to, you're going to burn the ships and, you're going to fight or fight or die. You know, yeah. we're going to take this land or we're going to die. There's nothing to go back to. And if we do go back home, we're going to be taking their ships back home. For sure. So <laughs> I, I like reading that, that it kind of, it was invigorating to me, yeah. you know, because a lot of times it, as men, as fathers, we're, we're kind of in that fight, fight for your family or die kind of mentality um and i've heard people say that um the the worst person to mess with is someone that has nothing to lose yeah i'm i'm kind of the opposite being being a dad you (laughs) know and a husband i i feel like i have the most to lose so I'm going to fight gonna for fight it. You. I'm yeah. going to I'm you're not going to take me down cuz I have the most to lose and I'm not giving that up. Yeah. 
and I, I agree with that. Um, I, I don't know. I like that is so true because I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for everything, and if I had nothing to lose, then what's the point? Right, exactly. You might as well just roll over. What and are die. you fighting for? Yeah. If you don't have anything to fight for, then what is the point? Yeah, and I think that's where um, some of that stuff gets lost in that kind of stuff. And even like when I when I read the story, um, just in case people were wondering, like, hey, where did that come from? It came from like for King and Country, the music they talk about burning the ships, and I was like, that's not even mean. So I looked up the same thing you probably did and just did a little bit of research, not much. But just knowing, like, hey, this really relates to this situation right now that everybody's in is uh, that we need to burn our ships and hold our faith to God and not in man or in what Walmart has or whatever. We got to have some faith and trust God. Right, absolutely. And. Doing the, doing the research, too, with looking up the song by King and Country and what they were talking about. Um, it's an article, so I'm sure I can say this, but the one of the guy's wives from King and Country was having an, an issue with medication that she was taking during her pregnancy and had to get off the medication. Yeah. And she told her husband, hey, I'm having this issue need to get need to stop it and I basically I need to burn the ships yeah by getting rid of the medication and I think we need to do that a lot of people need to do that in their lives what's holding you back yeah you know to living your fullest life yeah what's your ship that you need to burn so to speak for sure that that definitely is kind of like what I was getting at and uh, going for and so Woo, had to clear my throat. Sorry about that. Um, good thing I was muted, so you probably didn't hear much unless you heard it. <laughs> unless you heard it mic. my mic. Which, <laughs> which is possible. Are we uh, six feet away from each other? <laughs> kind of. Um, it was a wet cough. Um, so, yeah, that's just um, one of those things that, I I don't know, it just kind of dawned on me that uh, we're really in a, a weird weird situation in life right now with so much uncertainty and just now we have to trust God. And so um, not that in no way, shape or form do I think God did this. Um, but I think this is the opportunity that either I'm going to trust in fear or I'm going to trust in God. And so it gives me the opportunity to be like, you know what, God, I'm burning my ships. Like I'm not going to trust Walmart. I'm not going to trust the news kind of thing. I'm going to trust your word. And believe that no matter what, we're going to make it. Right. Speaking of, uh, of that, standing on, on the word of God, did you read about the pastor in Florida that was just arrested? Yeah. Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, I, 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 can't I can't remember his name, but he was arrested for keeping his church open, and they did everything that, stores are doing more than what stores are doing to be able to keep open. And the sheriff wanted to make him an example and arrest him for having his church open. Oh yeah. You know, and I think he, to me, that's huge. He was, you know, 
like our our intro song. He was he was being a hero, speaking yeah. up and and really being there for his church family. And that's what we're supposed to do as Christians is still be there for our church family, um, our fellow brothers in Christ, and you know, and others. If we're not showing love for each other, yeah. being Christ followers, then when people are looking at us, you know, well, you're not any better than, than me. Yeah, you didn't yeah. do anything while this whole thing was going on to help people out. And, yeah, you know. And did you, did you just hear recently that churches are now considered essential in Florida? Oh, really? That okay. just happened like today or something. <laughs> Where they're like, uh, because I have a pastor friend who's there, and he's like, oh, churches are considered essential now. So That's I was like, that's sweet. Yeah, that's that's. I don't great. know how true it is, but <laughs> from what what I've heard, that's that's been the the key thing is that um, they're essential now, so that means they can do church, right? Um, and and we know that getting together with fellow believers is essential to our faith to yeah. help strengthen our faith, and you know when we're we need to build one another up. And can't do that if we don't talk to one another. No. I what is it? Um there's somebody who who recently was talking about like, oh, this is God's punishment and all this stuff and I was like, oh, I don't believe that. Like this this is actually separating people than putting people together. There may be different ways to reach out like we're doing right now, but you're still gonna miss a big chunk of population by not being able to come together and do things. And so uh, I I don't know. I have a hard time (laughs) believing that, Oh, uh, God would want it to be this way just to let his people know, like time to step up. Right. And, and yeah, I'm not going to say that, Oh, this, this can, you know, happen because, you know, God's punishing us. Yeah. Can God use this? Certainly, you know. Because that's what God does. <laughs> right. He's, he uses our our failures and mistakes. Like people really are stepping up when you when you get away from the the news, the news, the you know the drive by media. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and just really look at some of the the positive stories. People are reaching out to others and yeah. you know, doing what they can and. Um, podcast that I was, out. yeah, even a podcast that I was listening to, um, they, one of their sponsors was like, um, I could use a, a stimulus and went on the show and said for your listeners and he's a florist. He was like, for yeah. your listeners, I'm going to give 20% off. And that actually brought more people. And he's like, we're dropping people, you know, flowers off to people's houses to bri- brighten their days, you yeah. know, just, uh. Some cool stuff like that, yeah. yeah. And I think um, that's what I'm t- we're talking about even today is just, I guess, like, I hate to be that guy, but, like, I'm going to be that guy. Like, trusting the news the whole time isn't always what it's cracked up to be. Um, just to be real, because I used to be a part of the Albuquerque Police Department and all that stuff, um, there was situations that literally I was at or had filmed from and stuff like that that I was a part of and 
to be real, it wasn't true. Like, the news will tell you a certain amount of truth because it's still truth, but it's not the whole truth. So they'll be like, um, today Albuquerque Police Department shot an unarmed homeless guy. But then when you talk to us, hey, the dude had knives. And then he said he had a bomb and all this stuff. And, like, there was so much more to that story. And then everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And, boom, all of a sudden somebody's life is taken, which is always awful. Even as a police officer, like, you don't want to take anybody's life. Right. And, but people eat it up. And they're like, oh, my gosh. But it's because it makes good TV. And I don't think people always get that, that they're just trying to make ratings and stuff. And I feel like the news lost what it used to be. is just, hey, we're going to give you the truth even if it's ugly or boring. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, we're not getting – there's just so much sensationalism because that's what sells. Yeah. You know, and – Unfortunately, people, like you said, people eat that up. They eat up the garbage. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I want to. I want to hear the good yeah. that's coming out of this. Um, one of my friends texted me a whole list of things that different corporations are doing. Um, even um, even basketball players were donating like. Um, parts of their salary to, to help out the people that work in the, the arenas and stuff. Um, so people are, are stepping up. Are stepping up. We're yeah. being resilient. And we're not letting this thing shut us down. Um, but it is kind of, it is kind of scary that we've given so much control up, so to speak. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's something that I even kind of talked to our, our youth that we work with, and I was telling them, um, like, this sets us up for, like, different rules or laws, like martial law and all that stuff, and it makes it really difficult because then we're, like, no better than China at that point. Right. No offense if you're from China, but, like, you guys can't even do your internet, so just being real. Um, All right. And when this whole thing was starting, I think we talked about this in the first podcast, the Chinese president or whatever he is, whatever they call him, um, said, oh, an authoritarian government is the best way to take care of this um, pandemic. Yeah. I don't think they're doing a great job. (laughs) No. I, I believe that their numbers are way off, just to be real. And even when people are freaking out about America, yeah, we got tests, so it's showing up. But have you looked at Europe? Just saying. When you right. look at Europe, it's more than just Europe. It's Spain, Italy, Germany, all those places, and they're rough. So right. I'm like, we're doing the best we can with something unknown. But I think um, well, while I was thinking about it, the whole thing with that pastor – I, I remember hearing about that story. Sorry, rabbit trailing back, but um, how they were mad that he said that, like, uh, what verse is it? It's like 
It's like from Paul. Like, basically, hey, even if I get, like, even if there's um, viruses, stuff like that, I get bit by a snake, all that stuff, that I'm going to be okay. That with the, by the blood of Jesus, I'm going to be fine. Like, right. So, basically, that's what that pastor was stating was that verse and was like, hey, we're going to be fine. Nobody's going to get sick at this church, like, like proclaiming the gospel in that way. And people, even Christians, which is rough, are like, oh, I'm so glad he got arrested and all this stuff. And you're like, bud, like, I, I know you want to be like, hey, he wasn't being uh, maybe like you were and like being sheltered in your house and stuff. And being scared in the corner, but like he was actually trying to still reach people, and I, I, I don't know. I have a hard time being like, oh, he's a hundred percent wrong. And then like people were like, well, the Bible says to follow your government and all that, but neither. Just to be real, who else didn't follow their government was Meshach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, they didn't bow down to. Nebuchadnezzar and all his crap. And so they got thrown in the fiery furnace, but Jesus still saved them. Right. And I mean, and they said, even if, you know, even if we die, we're still, we still win. We still win. (laughs) We're still not, we're still not going to bow down, you know? And so, um, there's just some, some things that, uh, I was thinking about this week and just, praying about and stuff, but, uh, like, one of the things that uh, me and George were talking about is, like, being also, because we're talking about ship stuff, like, burning the ships and all that, kind of going on that trend, but uh, one of the things that really has been a good verse for me this week is Second Timothy 2.19, it says, nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm. Sealed with this in scripture, the Lord knows who you are, or knows those who are his. In other words, God knows who you are, and he's got your back. And that you can find safety and comfort in God. I was just looking at, yeah. I was just looking at this pastor, uh, Rodney Howard Brown. Is that the dude's name? Yeah. And the things that they did just to keep the church, like, open, did everything that they were supposed to do. Like what Walmart does? No, even more. Like, he had... Like, hand sanitizer stations. Hand sanitizer for, for everyone in the congregation. Had families six feet apart. Had special, like... um air filtration things that, you know, killed microbes in the air. and Oh, he went over and beyond. Yeah, like, did just all this, I mean, some people might call it crazy stuff, but great stuff to keep the church open just to, so people would have a sanctuary to go to. Um, yeah. But That's awesome. So, 
uh, also, um, like, even in that, I don't know, I guess. Uh, it's just really tough to me. Like, what can we do more and how can we help more has been on my mind this whole time. Like, what what is it that I guess we're missing? And I think, <laughs> just being real, getting a little stir-crazy from having to be stuck. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't need to be stuck. And that's how I think everybody really feels. Right. I was talking to a parent the other day that they were saying, I'm really, I'm actually glad that, um, you know, my, my kid is there because they can actually interact with other people in the house to yeah. where if they were home, they'd feel like they were on lockdown. You know, they feel like they were grounded because they can't do anything. And even the hiking trails were closed off and they were going to be fining people $500 fines for being on the trails. That's ridiculous. It is. And it, and it, I think that's that social distancing at its best. Or at its worst, really. I mean, I mean being outside is, is social distancing yeah. to hiking. But them trying to police that is is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. they're saying one of the the best things to do for this is to be outside in the sunshine. Yeah. You know, can help kill the, the virus or whatever. But, um, but going back to burning our ships and and you brought up uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and, and Abednego and and uh, their willingness that even if even if they would go to the grave, even if they would die in the fiery furnace, yeah, they're still gonna praise God, yeah, just like the can- conquistadors. Even if you we're know, gonna die we're, we're, even if we're gonna die, we're gonna we're gonna fight till the death, you yeah. know. And I think at some point in time, as Christ followers. In the United States, yeah. because we know that it, you know, Christians are being condemned and persecuted and murdered in other countries like China. I think before, like China, right? I think before <laughs> North Korea, <laughs> yeah, at, at North Korea at China dot <laughs> com. <laughs> I think before dot chn dot I think before. Christ returns, we're going to face some of that, you know. Um, yeah. Like, you know, we've been talking, I think, every every podcast so far is like, eh, we could very well be in the end times, Yeah, you know. Um, but nobody knows what day. And yeah, shouldn't we, you know, shouldn't we kind of be living that way anyway? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you know. I, the, any day could be our last, and yeah. I want to go out with, with a fight, bang. you know. Yeah. I don't want to be hidden in our underground podcast bunker. Yeah. <laughs> Hoping you hear the gospel. <laughs> because when it all said and done, you want to hear that those words of, all done, my good and faithful servant. And I think... Sorry if you're new to this or don't know much about God, but that is something that is biblical and in the Bible that, like, when you ask Jesus into your heart and you 
you do that, you don't need to work for it because you already got it because Jesus already did it for you. But sorry, I don't know why I'm going on a side tangent. But that if if you're listening to this and you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, it's easy. You can do it right now. Yeah. And we might do that at the end of the podcast. But just wanted to throw that out there that, you know, just because you messed up or done awful things, I mean, we both messed up a bunch of times probably. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, um, I saw this post on Facebook that said, uh, you know what's scarier than coronavirus is hearing um, depart from me, I never knew you. And as Christ followers, we don't, I mean, we don't want to hear Jesus say that. Like, yeah, you did all these great things and you said that it was in my name, but you didn't love your neighbor. You didn't give me a drink when I was thirsty. You didn't, you know, bring me uh, um, Lysol wipes when I needed them <laughs> or an extra or roll of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's huge just for knowing that, hey, there's a lot more to to this life than what you see in front of you and the, the wood cupboards with your, your plates and stuff or whatever you're looking at right now. You're out your dash window and all that. That There's a real eternity and there's a real heaven and hell. And um, that's definitely something to even think about during this time is, hey, am I right with God? Because say... Um, you did get the virus, and then your your immune system, for lack of better terms, isn't very good. Um, that you do pass away. Do you know where you're going? Right. And even if you think you know where you're going, do you? Are there still ships in your life that you need to burn? That you need to let go of? You know, is there something holding you back from following Christ? Maybe you grew up in the church. Maybe you had a a rough upbringing as a kid, you know, in a Christian church. And I know some people do. I know that uh, I kind of did, you know, in some ways, kind of feeling that any little thing that I did wrong, I was going to be judged for. And um, in some ways, maybe I was, you know, at the church that I grew up in. But when I really came back to Christ and, decided to burn those ships of the things that I wasn't doing to live for him. Um, I had some, some great ladies that are still involved in my life that when, uh, when I met them, they said to me and, and my wife, we weren't married when we met them, but we were just started going back to the church and they said, Oh, we're so glad you're here. Yeah. We've been praying for you for years. And at first I was like, not a fan. I was a little, you know what? I, I was a little, fe- I was a little offended um, because I really had no idea what my mom had told them and yeah. all the thoughts of everything, every bad thing I had ever done that my mom knew about. I mean, I'm sure there's tons that she still doesn't know about that. She told her friends about, Oh, my son needs prayer because he's doing this or that. And I'm worried he's going to die. You know, my mom was always worried I was going to die or get kidnapped, you know. <laughs> Apparently, I'm friendly. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Ice Cream Man. Ah! Right. Sorry, we shouldn't say that in Utah. 
Shout out to. Uh, Is there something about the ice cream in Utah? I don't yeah, they don't have ice cream trucks anymore because of that. Whatever smart case, whatever her name is. Oh, Elizabeth. Was yeah, it Elizabeth, Elizabeth smart? smart? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you some stories about the ice cream man that came through my neighborhood. But <laughs> we'll save that for a different podcast. <laughs> that one is uh, Drugs Inc. Just kidding. <laughs> right? Well. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, definitely uh, one of those things that... Um, that we got to be anchored to God in this. And so uh, one one other verse that we're, I was looking into is Hebrews 6, uh, 18. It says, God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. And I just, I, I, I don't know, that is that is where we're at. That we have hope in God and that we got anchored to that. And that's, that's instead of to those fears and insecurities that we just need to leave behind us and trust God. Now, am I saying, like, oh, you're an awful person for having fear and all that? No, because, I mean, everybody has that fear. It's just how you deal with it. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, I know I definitely have a, you know, I think I think all parents have a certain amount of fear for their children. Yeah. Um, and... That could be a healthy fear or an unhealthy fear, really, to, you know, because we're not really, worry is not good for us. And yeah. if we're constantly worrying, and which is, is kind of hard, like, I, I want to go, yeah, God, I just, I want to give up my fear and not worry about my kids and hand them completely over to you. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to hold on to this one part, you know. <laughs> I'm yeah, just gonna, I'll, I'm just I'll gonna just worry here. Just, just worry here a little bit. But um, I was just looking at the scripture and um, just kind of, kind of with everything that's going on and and how some people are just flipping and and what um with what the the rules are and stuff of of what's going on with this shelter in place kind of thing or whatever and and I've I've been trying to be respectful of yeah. it as much as I can um and and more for others than for myself yeah you know but I was looking at Romans and I, I love the book of Romans but um <laughs> 15 if we, you if you start anywhere at the bible start with Romans yeah they call absolutely. it the Romans road Romans Road. It'll it'll give you a, a synopsis of everything you need to know about being a Christ follower, and it'll wreck you, it'll make <laughs> you smile, make you laugh, it'll make you cry. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Romans fifteen, starting at verse one, and I think I'm going to read through uh, six. We may know that these things make no difference, but we cannot just go ahead and do them to please ourselves. We must be considerate of the doubts and fears of those who think these things are wrong. We should please others if we do what helps them. We will build them up in the Lord. 
for even Christ didn't please himself. As the scriptures say, those who insult you are insulting me. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. They give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises. May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other, each with the attitude of Christ Jesus toward the other. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think I think we need to do that as as Christ followers and having Christ as our anchor um, and building one another up and building believers up and and those that maybe their faith is, has been shaking, you know, um, and they're, they're not as strong in their faith. I, um, I know someone right now that, uh, is fighting for his life and he does have the COVID-19. Yeah. Um, and he did have, uh, um, other underlying health issues and, the doctors are like, um, one of the doctors was surprised that he's still fighting for his life. So he, the doctor has hope that he's fighting. And there's people, tons of people that have been praying for him and were praying for for healing and a miracle for him. And I know that his family is, is kind of scared right now. And I'm yeah. not, you know downplaying that I'm not going to downplay their their fear of that that's a very real real thing you don't want your family member to be to to die yeah you know um so I'm going to be respectful of that and do what I can to help them and you know hopefully build their faith um just like it says we must be considerate of down of of doubts and fears of those who think these things were wrong. Uh, um, I'm not reading it completely in the context, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to be fearful and I know that people are, and I'm yeah. not going to shame them for their fear, afraid. you know, but I am going to encourage them in, in the word as much as I can. Yeah. Um, there's, 365 verses in the Bible that say do not fear. Yeah. It's like one for every day. Pretty you much. Know? And I think there there wouldn't be that many scriptures in the Bible about fear if it wasn't a real thing. Yeah. You know, for sure. that, that God God knew what he was doing when he was putting those words there, you know. Yeah. Uh like while you're speaking and talking one of the things that uh some verses I had about fear were Psalms 118.6, The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Right. And then Second uh, Timothy 1.7, For God has not given me a spirit of fear and timidity. Or timidity? Yeah, being mm-hmm. timid, basically. Uh, but a power, love, and self-discipline. Or a self... What is it? The, a different version says, uh, what does it say? Power, love, and a sound mind. Sound That's mind, yep, yep. So um, that, those just speak to me, and I like have to tell myself that because you do get in fear. All of a sudden you hear, hey, X amount of people died, and then they're like, hey, we're predicting 
100,000 or 240,000 people dying, which doesn't seem like a lot, but does seem like a lot, which it is a lot. <laughs> yeah, that is, I mean, that is a lot of people. And I, the but I'm like, how do you predict that? Because you don't know who's going to fight. Like, seriously, like, I, I mean, even even for the government to say that, I'm like, you don't know. That's a predict, like, a prediction. I didn't know you guys were all of a sudden tarot card readers. Right. Are you guys looking at the, well, this is the amount of elderly people we have <laughs> of, of a certain age or. In, like, Chicago, New York. Right. Or of a certain. Um, New Orleans. <laughs> um, you know, having a immunosuppressive issue um that's almost saying going like on your numbers with that. like a, over a million people get it because or i don't even know it had to be like a billion people get it to get those numbers right now almost i feel like because even with how many people are getting in new york and stuff i don't know like it's like 10 percent in new york because yeah. aren't that like I don't even know what number they're at right now. Last I heard, which was was it like two thousand? Last people? week it was like eight thousand. Oh, like crap. eight thousand people. So had that's it, like so. That's like eighteen percent or something like that. Yeah, or twenty percent, which is a lot of a hundred thousand. So it'd have to be near a million people that would get it, or two. Well, million. and and that's the thing is like people are getting it and never know they have it. That's why it's spreading so quickly. Like we were we were joking around um, a couple of weeks ago that we're like, well, about a month ago I did have a fever, and for me I yeah. never run a fever, and I had a little bit of a cough, and my body was aching, so I had symptoms. Yeah, there was no, you know, just figured okay, I probably got some kind of weird flu bug, um, which it's yeah. it's cold and flu season, so yeah, makes you know makes sense, but. Who knows if I actually did have have it, and I was one of the people that it didn't affect very much, but passed it on to others. I don't yeah. know that. I'm not saying that I did have it, but and it, it is kind of one of those well, people don't like know. Even in December, I don't know. A lot of people had that weird cough and fever, right. and nobody knew what it was. So I'm like, did it sweep through some of this? And like, pretty much everybody was like, oh, we're good. And I don't, I, I don't want to be the jerk to say it, but I'm going to be, is was there fear not there because it was, oh, I, this might be a weird flu or something. I'll get past this, and now everybody thinks you're going to die. Right. And I wonder if that's even, to be honest, like even that, that's like the enemy's, that's the enemy's game. Like the devil, if he could get in your head, you're not gonna make it. You're gonna die. That that's him winning. Well, and and also pulling communities apart by you know you get a social distance when we're you know that that's the enemy's you know that's Satan's uh, go to is divide and conquer, you know, and he's not gonna win. Yeah, you know. Um, but really, if we weren't divided politically enough in, in the United States yeah. with that, with all the political garbage going on, which I haven't heard anything at all 
since this has been going on about anybody running for president. Do you think yeah. anybody still wants to be president right now? No. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Never mind. You know As you said that, I, I have not seen a like campaign commercial this whole like the last week and a half, maybe two weeks. If you have cool, I guess. You throw something on Facebook and be like, see, I saw this. But I, I literally have not seen anything. And I mean, we have recorded shows and all that stuff, and I'm like Nothing. Yeah, I haven't seen anything, and I haven't heard anything on the radio. I haven't heard a single ad, you know, nothing. Which yeah. is actually, like, thinking about the to the last two elections that we've had, people were, for six months at a time, you know, or, or, or like almost two years before the election, campaigning. started campaigning. Yeah. You know, and for to not hear anything... Yeah. It's kind of crazy, you know. So, uh, I, I don't know. It just, it is one of those things that makes you really think, because you're like, what is going on? And I don't know. I wish I could see more into the spiritual realm kind of thing and can see what's going on just to know, um, like, what the heck is going on. But I think that is why it's so important to anchor yourself to God and and trust God in this situation because um, whether we're going to be in this for another couple months, which is a huge possibility that, hey, uh, even if we are, that we're just going to trust God that things will work out and we're in God's hands. Absolutely. And we're going to have to... uh keep fighting forward and because we don't have ship to go back to. <laughs> yeah. Just bringing it around to the, to burning the ships. And, um, I don't know. One of the, when, when you had brought that up originally and just thinking of ships that I've had to burn in my past and stuff and let go. And even bo- before moving to Utah, um, was really wanting to get my house sold, really wanting to not have anything tie me back there. And that was, and that was my prayer. You know, I was like, Lord, I don't want anything tying me back to this that I'm going to feel like I have to come back for. And not that I would move back there. Um, But we did end up before I came out, end up actually, no, we were already out here. And still the house didn't sell, but we got renters in there. And the Lord really spoke to my heart like, I understand you don't want ties there, and your kids are there. Yeah. You know, I have two sons there, my mother-in-law is there, my sister. I still have family back in Illinois. Yeah. So, like, your ties I still, still, I still <laughs> have ties there. Whether I have the, the house there or not, that doesn't matter. And really God used that moment to really strengthen my faith in um, really having to burn that ship of fear and, and trust him because I had all these thoughts going on. Like, did I come out here at the right time? Did I come too early? You know, should I have stayed back and, um, 
done more work and, uh, you know, built up more, more money before I came out here and, um, done more work on my house. So it would get, you know, get sold or renters there or whatever I needed to do. And, and, uh, God was like, no, you, I had you here in my timing and I'm going to use all those things. And he has, and it's still, you know, it's still one of those things that I go back to like, well, if I would have done this or that, or in, you know, the Lord's like, you know, sometimes you just want to shake your kids. Like, what are you thinking? I I think that's how he is with me sometimes. Like, what are you thinking? I told you that I'm going to handle this. I've got it covered. I don't want you to fear. And uh, I'm like, but what, what if I would have done this? <laughs> would that made it, made it better? Would that made it easier? Would that, it, you know, made us more financially stable? Yeah. And all the things that I would have or could have done would have been completely out of my own physical will, will and not necessarily God's will. It would have been me trying to um, do God's job. Do God's job. Right, exactly. And, um, and, and I'm so thankful that I came out here when I did. And, um, really with this whole thing going on, I was thinking about it today. And a friend of mine from Illinois said last week, um, Hey, God puts you where you need to be at, at the right moment. And I was thinking about, you know, both of us in jobs that we've had in the past. Yeah. Would we still be working right now? Yeah. I don't think I would be. I mean, I don't know if my job yeah. would have been considered essential. Yeah, <laughs> you I, don't, know? I don't know if I would, especially <laughs> when I was in Ohio, um, especially if the church that I was working at and all that closed, I'd have Lowe's, but I couldn't have survived because right. I'm working at Lowe's. Uh, Lowe's is a great place to work if uh, you need to find a job. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also give military discounts. Military <laughs> discount <laughs> um so uh, my brother-in-law's well, in the military <laughs> so he gets a discount uh <laughs> so sister worked there <laughs> so double first, discount <laughs> double dump all right uh <laughs> all right sorry that was a rabbit trail if you're offended i don't care um, oh well <laughs> first so i'm gonna read first uh peter Five, five, six, um, and it says, "Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that He may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on Him, because He cares for you. Be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in your faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering boom and the god of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong firm and steadfast to him be the power and forever and ever amen sorry that was number 11 if you were following along but that verse just kills it for me. Yeah. Like, we 
this literally is what we're doing. Like we're all we're all kind of suffering, and it may not look the same. Uh, some somebody put it this way. That's probably my favorite way I've ever heard anything put, um, and I've been using it with even <laughs> the youth in the house. Is hey, we're on the same ocean, but we're in different ships. So my my ship might be a battleship, so I can tough out this storm and be completely fine. But your pier over there is in a kayak, and these waves are huge. So they're having a harder time than you because they're having to paddle. I have an engine. You have an engine in your boat. Yours might be a little boat, but your boat's better than a kayak. Right. So we are all suffering, but it's different. And so what kind of brings us all together is that it's God's grace and that no matter what this is, God's going to turn it around for his glory. I have a, a, I mean, I, I, I agree with that there with where, you know, we're on the same ocean, but we're in different ships. And, um, I mean, I've said it like this, just talking about bringing people together, um, you know, and, and used it more so in the workplace where I was working at before. It was like, um, and talking about teamwork is we're all in the same boat. Yeah. We should row it together because it, you can like if I'm if I'm the, a friend of mine and I were in a canoe, yeah, and we were just so dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> just so dumb. like I've been in a canoe like maybe once or twice when I was a little kid, so I didn't really know anything yeah. about it. He had never been in a canoe at all, <laughs> so we're in this canoe and we're facing each other. Yeah, which is not really the way. Like, if one person is yeah, is gonna, if, to if one person is gonna paddle, then maybe you're okay. And we figured, okay, if I'm paddling this way and he was on the other side of the canoe, still paddling the same way, we were we would be fine. But we were, even though we thought we were paddling together, we weren't. <laughs> so we were like fighting each other the whole time. Like, this is so stupid. What are we doing wrong? And then one of our friends was on the shore. He's like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you're supposed to be facing the same way. <laughs> and like, when we, like, figured were it you out. spinning? We weren't spinning, but we were, like, just. Not moving? Yeah, we were not really moving, you know. We just kind of, like, went around, like, the edge of the lake very slowly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty, like, it was cold outside. And we're like, we're just going to go do this and jump in the canoe. Neither one, like, thankfully, we didn't tip it because we probably very easy, easily could have. We had a good time, but at the same time, it was just like we were fighting against each other the whole time but didn't really realize it. And we had a great, we had a great talk while we were out on the water, but yeah. Um, was that we were we were fighting against each other and didn't even realize it. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes that's how we do that in life. Like we're not on the same page. We might be in the same book, but we're not on the same page and we're fighting against each other and don't even know it. Yeah. But if we would have dropped an anchor we would have been okay. Yeah. <laughs> so with that uh Next week, we're actually going to have a special guest uh, on the podcast. His name's Rick Morrow. He's a pastor in Stoutland, Missouri. Um, 
he was my first pastor as a youth pastor. Um, great guy. He's going to talk about some of the stuff we talked about today, but uh, also he's he's had some pretty crazy experiences. So I don't. Uh, this is your podcast. We're we're going to ask you some questions and and maybe bring some verses up and talk about it. But uh, we'll we'll kind of let you take <laughs> the leading role on what you, where you want to go, and then. Uh, next week, uh, possibly, or the week after, having uh, Andrew on, who is supposed to be the third person of this group <laughs> sometime, um, and he'll be in and out a bunch of times, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, because uh, he has free time because of the virus. <laughs> so he's still youth pastor doing that stuff, so uh, it's pretty cool. But uh, I, I don't know uh, how you want to end this, but I want to end this uh, uh if you want to pray and then uh, we can even, or I can pray and we can uh, kind of just leave it at the end of giving an opportunity for people to ask Jesus in their heart kind of thing. Absolutely. So um, how about I'll go ahead and, and just pray for us in general. Yeah. And then if you want to lead a, you know, what we call in the, in the business, the prayer, of, the prayer of salvation. The business. Business of getting people to Jesus. Um, business. So, Lord, we, we we thank you for this podcast, this opportunity to be able to do this. And and, um, and thank you, Lord, for the lives that you're going to touch through this. And thank you, Lord, for bringing people together, even through this virus, even though we're supposed to be apart. You're still bringing people together because that's what you do, and you're a good God, and you love us, and you don't want us to fear. Yep. You want us to reach out to you in our fears, Lord. There's so many times in the Bible that you tell us to not fear, and we just ask that you would help us through our fears and help us to trust you more, that you would build our faith, Lord, that you would strengthen our faith. And uh, we pray for our government and our medical officials, Lord, that you would give them wisdom in in this time of what to do with this virus and what is the best route for for people, and, um, and that you would ultimately bring healing to our land, Lord. Yep. In Jesus' name, Jesus. amen. And then, not lastly, most importantly, um, if you are listening to this podcast and uh, you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, um, we're going to do that right now. And so uh, if you want to repeat after me and you can, uh, there will be a link to our Facebook page. Uh, you can even email us. Uh, we'll make an email and it'll be on there for you um, so that we know who's actually making those steps. And uh, we will figure out something. We'll send you a Bible. We'll, we'll, we'll get to you uh, no matter how far away you are. Uh, even if we have to send a fake book to China, if you're listening to China, <laughs> to get you a Bible, we'll get you one. So Maybe uh, even a Chinese Bible. We could probably get a Chinese Bible here in the States. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably get you one, a good one. And so uh, repeat after me. So, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for me. Uh, for him to die for me and take away my sins and to make me whole. And please, Father God, come into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Congrats if you did that. And this is F cubed, and we're out.